What's going on, everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around, and we're going to get started right now. Well, we'd like to welcome you all back for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I am super excited about this episode. I know I say that a lot. I'm, ex- I'm super excited. It's probably because I wake up like that. But today is kind of special in the sense that we're going to get a chance to talk to a friend of mine. Um, her and her husband um, have become friends of Sheree and I's over the years, and we do business together. We do life together. And she's an amazing human being. We're going to talk a little bit about the story behind the brand in a blog post on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman asks this question: Why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth of the matter is that they they're more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually wired to respond to stories. Metaphors and anecdotes actually help us to relate ideas to our own experiences, providing richness and texture. Stories bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world full of colors, um, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we're actually living the story. On today's edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast, I'm having the privilege of talking with my friend Alicia no, <laughs> Alicia Johnson, better known as AJ, uh, to, to, to her tribe. Uh, but she's created an incredible brand around journaling. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about what has informed the brand. She's got a ton of things going on, um, and she's going to get a chance to share with you guys about that. But Alicia, without further ado, first of all, welcome to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast, and thanks for pulling up. Thank you. That, that's funny. I like the little applause. That's pretty cool. <laughs> do it again, Glenn. I like that. She said, do it again. Dude, you're so silly. See, only my friends would would do that. Alicia, you are hilarious. Leash, let me ask you this question because you and I go back a ways and um, I I know the inside story. But what I want to do is frame up for people. You grew up a certain way, uh, particularly in in your family dynamic with what your parents were doing. It gave you some insight into some world and some into some entrepreneurial worlds in the world of doing business and those kinds of things. But you walked to the beat of your own drum, <laughs> to say the least. You mm-hmm. you were you were not the typical kid. Um, talk to us a little bit about your your growing up in the South and some of the things that you were exposed to and how that has later informed your brand. Let's go. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, you know, Mike Mike is a big. Uh, <laughs> he's a big part of this work that I do. And as soon as you said, um, you know, I wasn't a typical, he's like shaking his head. Like, that's true. You're not typical. Um, but the funny part is, is that it's so exciting that, um, I had the opportunity to grow up in a family of entrepreneurs. My uh, father was an entrepreneur and my, well, my parents, both my mom and my dad, uh, my dad loved it. My mom hated it. Uh, Daddy grew up in the South, um, you know, deep South, a lot of the, you know, historical roots there. And his whole thing was to just actually be able to do something for himself, you know, to um, not have other people dictate how he lived and things like that. So his 
business ownership piece was actually like a form of rebellion. So he wanted to like stick it to the man. And uh, so we had everything. We had the grocery store. We had the snack bar. We had the um, the gym. We did. I was the only person in like uh, fifth grade with calluses in my hand from changing tires and checking oil and, and doing all of those things. My mom, on the other hand, she hated it. She hated entrepreneurship. Her whole thing was go to school, get you a good government job, get you some benefits, you know, find you a doctor or something and move on with life. And so I grew up not wanting an actual brick and mortar business. I grew up just wanting to be safe. And so um, that's the route that I took. And so being um, safe, having a traditional job, doing all of those things, still purpose is missing. You know, it's like, what is my purpose? What is my passion? What is my calling? And that's one of the things that always um, plagued me is that I always felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. And in going back to God several times, asking the same question, the answer always came is that you journal. And in that answer, traditionally, when you look to the world, you have, you know, there's so many people doing the same things. And I remember I was in a community at the time where I shared that idea that I wanted to teach the whole world a journal. And um, <laughs> one of the members of the group was like, well, you know, that's good and everything, but everybody journals. I don't know how you're going to be making money out of that. That's cute. But, you know, just go on. Good luck with that. And so that kind of almost blew, you know, just took the winds out of my sail. However, um, God is good. And this is why it's so important for you to take your quiet time to hear from God. And in that time, God told me everyone journals, but not the way that you do. And so that is how pretty much everything started. If that, uh... No, I know. Absolutely. No. For those of you guys that are just chiming in, maybe you're catching uh, this uh, live as a as a recorded uh, podcast. But uh, for those of you guys who are actually in the room here uh, with us on Clubhouse as we're recording it live, uh, welcome to the space. This is Alicia Johnson. She is the CEO and founder of Always Journal, and it is a journaling community. And we're talking about the story behind the brand. Um, people generally don't write unless they have something to say. And Alicia, I know before we get into Always Journal, the brand, you had a ton to say. You went through a lot. And when you even talk about the idea of how no one journals like you do, you journal for purpose and you teach people to do that and you teach people how to transform uh, where they are and, and get to the place where they want to be through that act of journaling, but that came out of your lifestyle. Can you talk a little bit about sort of what led you to this work? Mm -hmm. um, so I've pretty much always journaled my entire life and I've had every journal imaginable, um, rehashing the past, venting, frustration, you know, you journal, dear diary, all of those things. And so, um, you know, one day when I was just kind of rereading my journals, one day I'm like, dear Lord, thank you for the sunny sky. The next day I'm cussing out my boss. The next day is like, you know, praying for a trip to the Bahamas or something. It was just all over the place. Um, so it was so um, interesting in that journaling, um, that way didn't yield any results. And it wasn't until my life got serious. Um, you know, things start happening. My marriage was a wreck. My finances were a wreck. My kids were a wreck. My whole life, it was just awful. 
So I made a promise to God that if you show me how to turn this around, you know, I'll squeal like a pig. And so God had me to take to my journal. And the one journal that um, was the catalyst for everything that we do is probably one of the biggest journals I've ever created. It's, it's pretty much, it's like the size of a Bible. And um, it's really thick. And I've, um, and I filled it up from page to page. And that journal was the template that I use now to teach this work. And um, through that journal, it was very interesting because that was probably the most, um, um, how can I put it, the most cohesive journaling I had ever done in my life. And it was during that process that God began to reveal to me the inner workings um, of journaling powerfully. And it's about pretty much journaling in advance. It's journaling in advance of what you're looking for. Um, and in our journaling work there, um, through that work came three components that kind of set the tone for all of our journaling. Um, it's the power of the dedication, the power of hearing God for yourself, and the power of imagination. And so we use those three components to weave our way through various topics, if you will, um, to make and to um, draw in the changes that we're seeking. Um, so it's a very direct approach to journaling, and it's a results-driven approach to journaling um, so that you learn the power of consistency, you learn the power of focus, you learn the power of your words. Um, and, you know, everything is kind of interwoven in the entire process. Um, and, you, you know, we you know, we do the work at 5 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, so that we can see God first. Um, and we do it consistently so that we understand the power of consistency. So there are a lot of, um, you know, intricate um, spiritual components intertwined in the work. Yeah. Listen, um, Alicia, one of the things I know for sure is that that transformation piece is real. Uh, when you dedicate yourself to hearing God um, and he gives you instructions and then you dedicate yourself to running the play, it produces something that you call radical obedience. Mm -hmm. um, talk to us a little bit about that, that, that concept for you and how it generates um, all of the things that you have today, your your marriage is intact because of radical obedience. Your relationship with your children today are super intact because of radical obedience. You're doing a lot of amazing things for a lot of amazing people because of radical obedience. Can you speak to that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not in jail because of radical obedience. So, you know, God is good. So I'm very excited about that. And uh Radical obedience is very powerful in the way that um, we all have access to it. It's not limited by race. It's not limited by creed. It's not limited by gender. It's not limited by anything. We all possess it. The, um, the thing that God began to show me about radical obedience is that through that entire journaling process, we are always taught in church about the Holy Spirit and that still small voice and discernment and, you know, all of those things. But I don't think that, um, at least for me growing up and being in church 
all my life, I've been Catholic, I've been AME, I've been Baptist, I've been sprinkled, dunked, I've been confirmed, I've had Holy Communion, I've been baptized like four, five, six times just in case it didn't stick. But the one thing that I did realize is that I was not utilizing or did not know how to utilize air quotes, the tools that we were given in church. You know, we're taught ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. But we're not taught like who's answering the door. How often do you seek? What are the, you know, what's the process for asking? At what point do you ask? Um, You know, things of that nature. And radical obedience is the first tool, if you will, um, that heaven provides for me during this process that opened the door to everything else. And what I mean by radical obedience is that radical obedience is not for the weak of heart. Um, It's not for those that um, question everything. Um, It's a true faith walk. Um, Radical obedience will have you looking crazy um, in front of everybody. There's no explanation and no words for it. And this is why... um, the the journaling work that God had me to go through was actually also in addition to healing, it was also documentation um, because during that journaling work, I literally had to document every um, air quote crazy instruction that God gave me so that when it did come to pass, it was like validation, like you're on the right track. It was like a Scooby snack, you know, it's like, okay, you did this. Um, God told me to do this. I did it. And it came to pass on this day. Um, So the radical obedience piece takes, um, it's a building of a muscle, but once you get the hang of it, 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 permeates, at least it permeates my entire day, if that makes sense. Oh, my goodness. Radical obedience is the building of a muscle. Alicia, before we get into um, some other things, I want you to talk a little bit about the change that takes place in the lives of the people that do this work. And if you think back over the years and all the people you've gotten a chance to work with, what are some of the changes that you've seen take place? You can start with your life. I know some of those changes, but give us, you don't have to put names to it, but just literally like you saw people go from this place to that place. Let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the outcome of of that radical obedience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In our community, um, you know, we just, we kind of jokingly say like, this is success for regular people. Okay. This is like everyday regular success. And what I mean by that is, is that most people that cross my path are coming because it's just aspects of their life, the current life that they have are not working, okay? Um, And so it's not like they come to me, they're trying to ball out, fly in private jets, have, you know, um, 40,000 square foot estates and things like that. Uh, They just want to have peace in the regular life that they already have. Uh, so the uh, the most important um, transformations that I've seen, one of the things that I really 
um, am a big proponent of is helping people to recalibrate their lives, spirit first, mind second, and body third. And in order to recalibrate, you've really got to become very connected with the spiritual aspects of life. And um, one of the most transformational um, stories that I hear over and over and over and over again, a lot of people come to me um, because one of the components that we really rely heavily on is dreams and visions. Um, And a lot of people come to me and say they don't dream. I don't dream. I don't remember my dreams. I don't do this. Um, But by the time they have gone through the process, gone through the work, they're dreaming again. They're dreaming. Heaven is speaking to them at a different level. Um, Transformatively, um, learning the power of the ask, learning the power of um, one of the things that is so um, fascinating is that a lot of people come stressed out and they're just overwhelmed with, um, you know, a lot of life, um, just life overwhelms them. You know, they're working, they have kids. And then with the pandemic dynamic, it was homeschooling. It was, you know, just all of these things. And um, uh, one of the, another powerful transformation that I see and I hear over and over again, and this is like throughout the years, um, I used to be that overwhelmed person. I used to be that person trying to do everything and actually doing nothing because I was so um, scattered. Um, But one of the things that um, I I shared this story, and it's a quick one, but I was sitting at my desk one day at work and I had so many things to do. And it was like I was just overwhelmed. And I was like, God, why do why do I have to, you know, my my plate is just so full. It's so this. And in my spirit, I was like, why are you trying to do all of this? It's like because I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm an aunt, I'm a daughter. daughter, I had all these titles and all these things. And God said on a sheet of paper, write down, ask, A-S-K. Only do things for an entire week that you're asked to do, that people seek you out for, or that people literally knock on your door, your cube at work. And that week, I legitimately had like four things to do. I was pissed. I was like, this is insane. All this time I'm running around. Um, and I share that story a lot with people and help people to only do things that they're asked to do, that people seek them out for or knock on their door. And that in and of itself has been transformational for so many busy mothers, um, overachievers. And so those are some of the um, transformations that I've seen over the years. Listen, the power of the ask. If this is helping you guys and you're on stage or in the audience with uh, with us live here on Clubhouse as we're recording uh, this podcast, I want you to put a me in the chat. If you are listening to the podcast, I want you to reply to however you get your podcast. I want you to figure out a way to just let me know your coach. This one right here. Bless my whole life. Leisha, I want you to talk a little bit about some of the things that Always Journal is up to these days. Um, I know you guys are launching a brand new conference that's going to turn into an annual event. I'm so excited to be a part of your journey in a myriad of ways. Uh, Can you just share a little bit about where is Always Journal today? What are some of the things you're doing for people and what are some ways that people can get in contact with you? Okay, thank you. Um, Some of the things that we're doing, um, the community has really grown and evolved. um, So it's very humbling to to watch. I would like to say I'm the creative genius behind all of this, but it's like the community 
um, pretty much drives the flow of the work that we do. And so, um, you know, they're drawing so much more out of us and so much um, requiring air quotes in a good way, so much more. So, Alicia, here's what I want you to do for me, if you can. I want you to lean into where is Always Journal now? What are you guys doing? I know y'all have a ton of things going on. You got a conference that you're launching. So many things are happening in the community. You guys have grown over the years. For the people that are listening to the podcast, can you let them know how can they get in touch with you? What are you guys doing now? What should they know? Okay. Uh, Thank you, Glenn. Uh, Yeah, so we have a two-day conference coming up next, um, less than 30 days, April 15th and 16th is here in Bowie, Maryland. And um, we are actually... Um, this is probably, this is the biggest conference. This is the only conference we've ever done, but it's big to us. You know, it's probably small potatoes to some people, but we are so, um, excited. Uh, VIP, um, with the one-on-one where I have a VIP section with, uh, one-on-one work with me that sold out, uh, VIP is sold out. So I think we just have general admission, um, available now. Uh, but one of the most important things about this conference is that this is not a rah, rah, rah conference. This is not come. Um, you know, get entertained. Um, you know, people say I'm funny, but I'm not entertainment. So we're going to actually do work at this conference. So come prepared uh, to be engaged. Uh, so the twelve twelve conference is um, probably our big um, item for this year. But we are also uh, starting in August. We're going to be going like city to city um, and doing uh, like tabletop conversations and actually getting out and. Um, meeting more people. So I'm really excited about that because I like the virtual space is good, but I like being with people. Um, We have a whole new product line coming out that supports our, um, that's going to support our journaling um, work to at a whole nother level. Um, We are introducing um, new, um, how can I put it? The, The journaling challenges are taking on a different structure this year. One of the things that we believe in is 12 hours for God. 12 hours for man. Um, And now we are actually structuring all of our work, if you will, to help to move people into that capacity uh, so that you have a working model every day. So we are now going to start to begin our day with Always Journal and end our day with Always Journal. Um, So those are some of the things that we're doing. Um, I do one-on-one work. Uh, My calendar is actually pretty full, so I'm not sure Cynthia will know what that looks like. Um, But but uh, the one-on-one work is really important. And you can reach us easily by, um, we're on Facebook right now, Always Journal, um, or you can search Always Journal or AJ365. And Cynthia can provide the link uh, for that. And we are also at www.alwaysjournal.com. And you can follow us on IG as well. So on all social media, we're Always Journal. Uh, so that's pretty much in a nutshell, you know, kind of what we have going on. Do me a huge favor, guys, if you can. I want you to reach out and connect to her. Alicia, I just want to say thank you so much for jumping in the room with us and uh, being excited. I'm excited about the journey that you guys are on. And uh, welcome again to um, We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. And thank you so much for being a part of this experience today. 
Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, Be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.